Hello and welcome to another episode of If We Can Just Say. As always, I am your host, Jessica Carter-Ogle, and with me is my husband, Stephen Ogle. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Another episode. And we're back. And we're back. (laughs) So we're back. (laughs) I love that Will Ferrell skit where he plays Harry Carey. And yeah. we're back. Yeah, that's great. You can never find it anywhere because no. like, it's so old, but like, even talk YouTube doesn't SNL have it. We need one day because there's a lot. We need my brother on for that oh, one. Oh my gosh. Holy heck. We could have your brother on or have Jared on or both and like the, between I guess the, we would just sit back. Between the four of us, the SNL stuff that we could come up with that, that are our favorite things, it would be a great episode. Yeah. Because those, those two watch the SNL stuff that you and I don't see and would point out. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it is Sunday. Happy Sunday, everybody. Hope you're all having your Sunday fun day, or you had one this week as you listen to this on Tuesday. <laughs> Sometimes I forget we're not live. We are not live. It is though we are live. We don't edit or do anything. Yeah. So but. I don't know. Maybe one of these days we'll do live. Who knows? Maybe. That Who could, knows? That could be fun. Do, some, do a yeah. call in. Hope you're all Bye. having a good week. We are hitting the middle of June. June being Pride Month. So yep. I want to say happy Pride to everyone out there. Yes. Happy Pride Month to everyone. Um, I hope all of the bigots out there are feeling very uncomfortable this month, as they should be, because they're horrible people. So happy Pride. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I have some friends out there that uh, that are part of Pride, and I support them 100%. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think. I, 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 I don't know. I support people being people, man. So yeah, just exactly. be, be yourself. Pride, um, Pride is a, Pride's come a long way. I mean, it was, there's, you know, it was bad. In the beginning, and now it's this beautiful parade and this beautiful, you know, yeah. recognizing of people. Yeah. And I think it's great, and I think it's beautiful. So I love it. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've been around a lot of people in my life on all sides of the spectrum, and uh, uh, I just, I like people being themselves. I like people being authentic, yeah. and when they're authentic, that's, that's what I like. Be yourself. Love who Be you yourself. love, and. Be yourself, yeah. unless you're a bigot. Don't be a bigot. Well, yeah. Don't do that because that's totally. just that's ridiculous yes. and unnecessary. But happy Pride! <laughs> yeah. We just want to wish Absolutely. everyone out there a happy Pride. All of our friends and family, and you know, we love you. Yes, so, yes. Happy Pride. Yep. Um, in yep. addition to Pride, we've got birthdays this month. A few we've of got them. A few birthdays. Um, one of my good friends, Molly, her birthday was Thursday, Thursday the June 8th, so happy birthday to Molly. Happy birthday, Molly. I'm seeing her Wednesday. I haven't seen her since before Christmas. Whoa. So, yeah. I feel like we've hit that friendship, like, I don't want to call it a rut, but that whole, it's like, yeah, like, it happens. let's get together, and okay, we'll get together, and then it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, and then we talk and say, let's get together, and then it doesn't, and I don't know, I want to be more... Um, I want to be more present, like with my friends. I feel like I haven't seen a lot of my friends lately. I mean, I've been going through some stuff, and you know, I'm feeling better and everything. But I, yeah, just sometimes life just feels so heavy, and you don't have the the levity to have those times or to answer the question of how you've been, or you know, just things like that. And sometimes it's it, sometimes you get yourself so far removed yeah. that it's it's hard it goes back to what we were talking about um not too long ago uh, on here was that uh sometimes you fill your life with stuff and stay busy and you don't need to be yeah that's true and you don't make time for the things that you should make time for like people this is totally not this but he says fill your time with stuff or whatever i 
have found some amazing cleaning products on Amazon lately. We got other birthdays and she's going to rabbit trail. Well, I'm just going to rabbit trail for a second. So we have carpet in our family room that's straight up disgusting. And it's like a light gray, but it has all of these like brown stains on it. Like at first, like yes, Sophie's had a couple accidents, but she has not speckled the carpet. Like these are like old stains that have come out from more like activity on the car, you know, just like people moving in and out and all this stuff. And I'm like, we need to run a steam cleaner from Lowe's, like all this stuff. We have like an old tub that some of like the um, caulk has that really like moldy look and that you can't get it clean no matter what you do. Our dishwasher has like a smell like this house was built in 64. And although the dude who lived here before prides himself on his quote unquote yard work, please charcoal briquettes everywhere. It looks like he didn't do much to keep the house at a level that I would like. So I was reading one of those like BuzzFeed lists on Facebook of like cleaning products. And I found these tabs for the dishwasher. Now the dishwasher is not like, doesn't look sparkling brand new, but like the smell is gone and it's like a lot nicer. Hmm. My carpet is night and freaking day from this carpet cleaner that I bought. I don't even need to go to Lowe's and get a steam cleaner. Like it, I am blown away. Yeah. And then I got this like, um, cleaning caulk for like the bathtub. Steven doesn't notice the difference because apparently he didn't notice the black moldy mildew caulk in the tub. I like, didn't that's see a whole it. nother conversation. When you see get it. me, all wives it. out there are just like rolling their eyes right now. And it's been great. I'm like, I feel like I've just been knocking it out of the park in the house. Yeah. But now I have, now that those tests are done, I can see my friends. <laughs> And so I will see so, Molly for a belated birthday, and we will hang out. Yes. Uh, next birthday was your brother Eric on the 9th. Yes. Happy birthday, Eric. Yep. Happy birthday, Eric. Yep. We went over there on yep. Friday. Um, I made a birthday cake in the morning, and we went over there on Friday and had pizza and just, like, hung out, and it was nice. Yeah. Um, we got him. I'll post a picture. Like, my brother's a huge wrestling fan big yeah. wrestling fan as a kid we've talked about this before like my dad my brother my family and all of that yeah and so i had randomly seen on the wwe site um a pops set they came in like a little wrestling ring and it was hulk hogan and andre the giant from wrestlemania 3 and i was like i totally have to buy this for my brother and normally i don't have like a big gift for him it's like something small and a gift card and i did get him a gift card too but i come in with this rat box and both him and my mom are kind of like what is that and i'm like yep just wait you'll see it <laughs> and i didn't realize somebody else had randomly got him like a macho man pop so like he brought his pops upstairs with like a little match in the ring it was so funny yeah and he's like well he's like now i have three and you know i can't have an odd number and yeah. it's like oh well my gosh. you can't have a tag team match with only three guys yeah so clearly that's that's probably part of the problem yeah but that was nice it was just nice it was nice being over there hanging out you know low-key just spending yep. time and yeah know. just chilling just yeah. the five of us it was nice yeah it was I good agree. times so uh and then uh yesterday uh, the 10th our third birthday uh uh june 10th my buddy ricky who you guys have heard on the podcast before yep. turned 40 yep happy um, birthday ricky i have known him for 25 years man it is absolutely absolutely crazy yeah that he's turned 40 i just wow time just flies man i can remember moving up here 20 you know 23 years ago uh because i met him before i moved up here but um man just the time time goes man and uh yeah he had a little shindig at his at his place he's um, all the way out in imley city which is a good 90 minutes from us yeah give or take but on our way out there we drove um on van dyke in um 
we were in Almont. Yes. And as we drove, we saw a Blake's backyard. So Blake's Cider is a cider hard cider place around here. Well, not around here. It's originally the main ones in Armada, but they have like a small tap room. So a tap room, restaurant, little shop yeah. in Almont right there. So yeah, we, so that we, was cool. Yeah, we drove out to Ricky's party and hung out. and He made he ribs. He made ribs that were pretty good. Wow, man. Yes. That dude, he did. Smoked, like smoked. So smoked. they were like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he smoked yeah. baby backs, and then he did uh, the the short stack as well. And man, short ribs, short, short ribs. stack is yes. pancakes. Sorry, short ribs. He um, he smoked up some delicious chocolate chip pancakes, everybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, fantastic dude. Dude knows yeah. how to cook, man. He's got a great smoker too. Like I, I really, I, I wish I had room in the car to steal that smoker. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was yeah, fun. No, we went out it was, there. It was good to see him. Um, him and Andrea, but yeah, man, I just, I've just known him for so long, man. Like no time passes. Um, yeah, when he's I see one him, of those like, guys. Like I just, we just fall right back into the groove. Yeah. Um, and and we got there before anybody else did, so we actually got to talk to Ricky before all the, all the other people started showing up. You know, because when there's a birthday party and the person that you want to see is the center of attention, you know, everybody he's got to make his way around and I totally get that. But we were there for, for what, a half hour before anybody showed yeah, up? Yeah, which was kind of so. nice. And I'm like, you know, we've got that hour and a half drive. I don't know we're going to hit any trap. Like, I don't know how it's going to be. So I just kind of wanted to get out there to get there when it started. Yeah. And then that was nice, too, because we were able to stop at Blake's on the way back. Yeah, because we were out there for, I don't know, we were at his party for like three hours before we even left. So it was a good time. You know, Thank you to my parents for coming. A lot of people he coming. works with were yeah. there and stuff and met some nice people. But. My ki- my parents came and let Soph out. They brought her like a couple toys and hung out with her for like an hour. It was so cute. So yeah. we were, I was like, so we can stop at Blake's because we don't, you know, we don't have to rush home. So yeah, but it was a nice day. Yeah, it was cool. And then the uh, the guy playing uh, music at, at Blake's was playing some Chris Stapleton, some uh, Jason Isbell, yeah. and uh, um, who else did he play? Um uh, well, I guess um, Old Crow Medicine Show. Yeah, yeah. Or well, some of you might think of it as Darius Rucker, but Wagon Wheel. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to my Wagon Wheel girls. Yeah. You know who you are. Because when he started, I immediately, I was like, oh, do you know what song this is? She's like, I can't, I can't tell until he started singing the words. And then I was like, I'm, she's well, like, how did you know? I was like, I know the guitar line. <laughs> well, sometimes for me, when, when someone's doing a cover and the song sounds different, I know it because I'm singing the words with them in my head, but I, I need to get to the chorus to be like, and I was like, oh, yeah, Wagon Wheel. Yeah. So. And it was their their room there was like a really high ceiling, so a lot of things were echoing in the room and stuff. And, like, I, I don't know. Like, my hearing is my hearing is not horrible, but when I get into situations where sounds are echoing in the room and there's, you know, a lot of chatter and, and yeah. un, like, sounds like a lot of mumbling in the room – like I looked at Jess a couple times. I was like, I apologize if I ask you what you're saying because I I can't I can't I hear everything you're that saying. His hearing is not great, and I get very frustrated with him. I'm not very yeah. patient. I mean, I can be looking at her, and I'm like, I don't even know what you just said. Yeah. It's so weird because at the same time, I can hear things that she'll never hear. Like I heard the guitar player playing, and I could hear him hit three notes, and I'd be like, What song is this? And she'd look at me like, You already know. I'm like, Yeah, I already know. Every single song he played. I knew it when he started it, what it was, and she hadn't even heard it yet. So it's, it's, my hearing is just weird when I get into really noisy situations. Like I can pick out certain things and then everything else sounds like white noise. Yeah. So it's just, just you you and Soph and your, we, we took, um, 
So for a little adventure today, we had to go to the UPS store and take a couple things back and go to the car wash and taking her through the car wash. We do those touch-free car washes. It's always a little bit of an adventure. Yeah, she... uh, She was good. She's good until the end when it starts really hammering the car. And and then then she's barking. She starts barking and gets mad. But yeah. Yeah. But that was that was fun. That was a fun weekend. And then we had our second meet and greet with Soph's Rover Sitter this yeah. week. That went really well. So we're all set for going camping in a couple weeks. Yeah. So happy about that. And we got our brand new shiny air conditioner put in. That's going to be in the pit collage, folks. So I hope you really enjoy it. It's a real beaut. Yeah, it's a as, real beaut. As we mentioned last week, our air conditioning was out. And uh, we got it fixed. Our good, yep. old, good old friend. Good old friend and... Uh, uh, your parents' uh, friend as well, Mike, came yep. and uh, he he helped us out a lot, man. We can't he's, afford he's groceries great. for the summer, but we'll have a beautifully temperatured home. Yep. So, um, and I was just getting used to the basement being a regular temperature, man. Just a normal temperature where I didn't need a jacket or anything. I was just getting used to it. And here we are, well, back to the cold. We got lucky because the air kind of went out after the heat wave hit. Yep. I feel like that heat wave put it over the edge, like it couldn't keep up and it just like sputtered or whatever. Who knows? But um, so we got lucky there. So even the day Mike put it in, I probably wouldn't have had the air on, but I we've had we have it on because I want to make sure that it's. And yeah. my even when my parents came over yesterday, my dad's like, "Oh, it's so nice in your house with that." And I was like, "Yeah, it was." And I asked him, I was like, "Did you go look at it?" And he's like, "No, I didn't even think about it." And I was like, "Well, you missed out. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous item." Yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah. But yeah. Um, uh, speaking of uh, of things that were fun this week, we went to see <laughs> the AC was your segue of things that were fun this week. Yeah. Um, we yeah. went to see Thrice. Yay, being in your forties. <laughs> um, they were at the Crowfoot in in uh, Pontiac. Sold out the place, and um, they're touring for Artist in the Ambulance, being twenty years old, their third album, uh, which is arguably. F- Probably the fan favorite album, and and they're they're one of those bands though that they've they've released many albums since then, and uh, I, I I don't know of any fans of Thrice that hear a new album and go, well, it's not Artist in the Ambulance. Everybody's always like, oh man, it's Thrice. This is great. But like Artist in the Ambulance, when they play a song off of it live, the crowd goes absolutely insane. Yeah. So it it was fun to watch because it's twelve songs. And even like towards the end of the twelve song album, when they're playing like songs ten and eleven, there's parts where people are ready for. They're, yeah. They've been waiting the whole show for this part oh, of the song. Were it was amped. Awesome. People were amped up. Yeah, it was fantastic. And then of course after that was over, they played a bunch of songs from other albums, like a good like six or seven songs from other albums, which was fun too. And Steven's still like a young guy when it comes to concert. Like oh, he's still it. bouncing around like and I'm sitting love here it. going, Great. I've been standing here. I've got <laughs> no seat. I've been standing here for hours. I've never been a real I've never I'm not a super enthusiastic human being. <laughs> and so concerts and jumping around, like like, he'll talk about my excitement when Darius Rucker played the Hootie song, and I was, like, jumping up and down. And let me tell you that in Eclipse, it was like seeing an Eclipse, because you're not really going to see that again that often. No. I might rock back and forth a little bit. 
like some sort of deranged person. But that's about <laughs> it. That's all you're really getting out of me. So all these people are jumping around. My converse are sticking to the floor. I'm standing there. I'm like, my lower back hurts. And I'm like, everything is stiff. And Steven's just like jumping up and down like, Wah! and I'm like, Wah! yep. It's it's funny because it's like Ricky and I went back in uh, March and saw Fit for a King and we ended up like each band that played we moved up closer when they got done because people yeah. would go to the I bathroom. I was ready whatever. to flee to a we, wall. We moved up closer and then by the time Fit for a King happened, we looked at each other and it's like, well, we might die on our. He wasn't forty at the time, but we were like, we might die. I was like, I'm in my forties. I'm in a pit. I might die right now because when this show starts, this is going to be insane. Yeah. And it was totally like mosh the entire time, which was really cool. And I didn't know if you um, wanted to be involved in that no. sort of thing, so I was like, I'm happy to go hug a wall. No, I, I, there's certain like for Thrice and what they were doing for playing a full album of which songs I had, some of the songs I had not seen live. I was like, no, I, I want to observe. I want to have fun, but I want to see it. Uh, when you're in the mosh, you can't. Yeah, you can't see what they're doing. Yeah, um, and I and I was paying attention to Dustin and Riley playing guitar and stuff, and and the guys. Um, it was good. They put on a good show. Um, the op- they had an opening band called Holy Fawn. Holy Fawn, yeah. They were interesting. They were interesting. Uh, good musicianship. Uh, never understood anything he was saying from stage, even in between songs. I couldn't understand him sometimes. Once again, maybe it's my hearing. Uh, I but could I, understand but, him in between songs. But also, he was talking. I wear earplugs at concerts. I've yeah. been doing that for well over ten years now. And um, we also saw Sean, uh, my buddy Sean, who took photos uh, for our our uh, wedding and reception. And uh, my buddy Stu, he came in from California. And uh, it's funny because Stu was like, after the show was over, we were hanging out outside. And he goes, man, these earplugs have been just like a complete game changer for concerts. And uh, I was like, dude, I-, I told you. He's like, yeah. He's like, I remember when we went to see Haste Today versus Haste Today like like 10 or 12 years ago. He's like, I made fun of you for wearing earplugs. He's like, now he's like, he's like, he's like, now I love it. And I said, yeah. And what happened the day after you made fun of me for wearing earplugs? He's like, yeah, the next day my ears rang like crazy and I couldn't, I couldn't hear you at breakfast. And I was like, oh, this sucks. And I was like, yeah, exactly. That's why you wear earplugs. I said, but, but for me, I was like, my ears are already ringing. That's the problem. <laughs> I think you gave me an one earplug that I wore at Zayo. Um, but I didn't wear any earplugs. I didn't have any ringing. Yeah. So. Um, and I, you didn't wear earplugs at Dirks, but you did have a little ringing you said. I, I did. I could tell my ears were ringing the next morning. Um, and I can tell my ears are ringing right now, but that's because I have uh, noise-canceling headphones on, and all I hear is either me or you talking or my ears ringing. If I put in earplugs and there's no sound in the room, like you sleep with earplugs in every night. Yeah. I could never do that because the ringing at that point gets so loud, it's distracting. Probably just and amplify it. it. Yeah, and I can't sleep. What's? I don't even think we have any concerts the rest of this month or July. I don't know if we do or I think not. Our next stuff is in August. Um, you know, and and we got we have quite a few shows in August. Yeah. Um, we so. have a couple of options for things in July, but I don't know that any of those are going to happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, we got Godsmack, Godsmack, Darius Rucker, Glenn Hansard, all in August. Yeah. So that's going to be great. But we have options for things in in uh july but we just haven't uh pulled the plug on any of them yeah i don't think that i will so who knows but yeah cool what do you got for a topic today yeah so i um 
as you guys know, I've, you know, been kind of hit and miss with how I've been feeling lately, stuff going on and whatnot. And I think I told you guys I downloaded the Calm app. Um, I was using it pretty much daily. Now I'm not using it daily as much, but I am still using it. And um, they have kind of like thought questions they ask you every day. Think about this, think about that. And I was thinking about one just like an overarching of the life and I wanted to kind of ask me and Steven about it. Like I think it'd be cool to every now and again kind of do like a thought provoking question for um, you guys to learn a little bit more about us or sort of recap on stuff we might have talked about in a different twist and maybe you guys could answer the question for us too like in the comments on our posts on social media but okay um so steven question for you is sure what one or two like life lessons were you, for you that have been like unexpected what are your two like unexpected life lessons where like something came from something that was just you know well, uh, for for the listeners that know me, there's two large events that have happened in my life um, that uh, people that know me know about. Uh, one being my move from Tennessee to Michigan, and the other one being previously married and divorced. Those are two really big items that have happened in my life, two big situations. Um, the thing is, is that in order to talk about in order to answer your question, I have to talk about the fact that I believe in things that are called a fixed point. Mm. I'm a nerd, but I believe what? in what? But I believe in things that are called a fixed point. A fixed point in time that's unchangeable regardless it was going to happen. Okay. Um, no matter what way you shake it, no matter how many times you tried to avoid it, it was going to happen. Okay. Um, and uh, it, for me, that was the move from Tennessee to Michigan. All right. I... Because I met Ricky in 1999. I was ready to move then. Just anywhere? No, I was oh. ready to move to Michigan then. Oh, the first like... time, My first trip to Michigan when I came here in 1999, in August of 99, for uh, at that time Ricky's first, or sorry, not Ricky, but uh, his wife Andrea, her first cousin, uh, Kara, was having a birthday. And I had met her at Cornerstone Festival a month prior. My first trip to Michigan in that August of 99, I knew I wanted to move here. Did it just feel like a land of opportunity, for lack of a better word? Or yeah. just like like I could actually make something for myself here that I can't in Paris, Tennessee? Yes. And you've got, you already were gaining like a group of people. So you weren't just moving like blindly with no support system. Yes. So I felt like... uh I, I felt like that I could have moved in August of 99 and I, I could have done that. So that that was August of 99 and I didn't move here until March 29th of 2001. So as I say, I feel like that was a fixed point. That was something that was going to happen in my life. Once, uh, once I got here, I knew that I was going to be here. Gotcha. So... Uh, so that one I can't. That doesn't answer your question. What answers your question is my previous marriage and divorce, and the reason for that is because I learned a lot about myself. Right. I learned a lot about relationships on both sides, as far as women in relationships, men in relationships, and the uh, roles in relationships. And I'm not talking about your your standard. You know, men and women roles, but not just like gender roles, not but... gender roles, but just like uh, things that you do in a relationship to help balance one another out. Yeah, I learned about that. But what I learned more than anything to really answer your question is I learned who my friends were. Mm. 
Okay. I learned. So that's an unexpected, yeah. I learned who my friends were because when I started going through a divorce, they dropped off like flies. Wow. Gone. People just that's disappeared awful. from my life and did not care about me at all anymore. And that's what I learned. I learned that in life, you're going to have to figure out for yourself, and this is this statement is more for people that are younger, you're going to have to figure out for yourself who is in your life right now around you that actually cares about you and yeah. who's there for your status or yeah. for their status or to make their status look better. Who's there for you and who's there for them? Yeah. And I found that out when I went through my divorce. And who's just like genuinely there? Who's just there because you're there? Or yep. who's genuinely there because they actually care about you? Yep. And yeah. I I learned that in a in a for lack of a better term, I learned that in a hardcore way. Yeah. Because I lost a lot of friends that I thought were like real friends. And I think too, like a secondary lesson with that is like and that's okay. Yeah, and it's fine. Like it's it's awful, and, don't get me wrong, but it is not going to break you. You also learn how strong you are to be like, all right, fine, I don't care if you're in my life then. Now, I did have a couple of friends um that I don't talk to as much anymore, but they still text with me occasionally. We still talk on social media occasionally. We've we have reconnected you know, every once in a while. And it's, and I don't hold anything against anyone. Those that aren't my friends anymore, those that are mere acquaintances. Um, but there's a, there's a few, there's a few that I was really close with that literally have not sent me so much as one text message since I started going through my divorce. And that sucked because there's, and were they all friends with her? Um, some of them were, some of them, some of them absolutely chose sides. Yeah. I I know of people that were friends of mine and and they told me stories and they literally told me exactly how they felt about the situation and completely chose my side. And I told them I said that's crazy you should also be there for there. And I had friends that looked at me and went I was your friend first. That yeah. person came in and that person, you know, did this and I have no time for them now. Yeah. You know, and I get that because she had friends as well that looked at me yeah. that way. And that's going to happen. But we had mutual friends that picked a side. But it's also, it's like, that's so, it's not about them. Like, it. I don't, that's. Yep. Yeah. And that just happens. That just happens with people. Yeah. And, and all that to say, like, I have friends that I haven't spoken to in a long time, but I have had text messages from them since I've been divorced. Yeah. And those people I know are still my friends, but yeah. it's the ones that have never once even remotely done anything in my direction to even say anything to me since I've yeah. been divorced or go, gone through divorce. Those people, I found out those people never cared. Yeah. And I think, you know, to take this for how I mean it, like, I'm glad that happened. I'm glad that happened to you and you were able to flush out of your life the people that weren't genuine. Yeah. Because like you said, like you want people in your life who live authentically. You want to do your best yep. to live authentically. And I think you have to get rid of... I have had friends and pe- people will say I'm cold. People will say I'm whatever. But I've had friends where we got to a point where things just were just getting tense. And I was like, look... I don't think we should be friends anymore. I think that before one of us says or does something that's going to be 
that we can't take back or that makes it worse. Like, I think we should just stop hanging out. I think we should stop be friends. Yeah. And people are like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that. I'm like, why not? I'm an adult. Like, it's just like breaking up with someone. It's like we, yep. some relationships and things are for a season. Some you find out aren't real or aren't genuine. And some you just run their course as you change or they change. And yep. you have to be an adult about it. Why, why push things to where they, it's just like people in marriages. Why push it to where you guys are so vile towards each other? Like, and- end it. And, and I can say, because uh, I, I won't drop any names, but I can say that there's a married couple out there that I spent a lot of time with, was over at their house a lot, watched a lot of TV with them, and I've texted with both of them. I don't ever get to see them because our lives are just separate now, and I miss them all the time. But I know we're still friends because during my divorce, they still talk to me. I don't know who they are. And I had I had people that were in in that group with them that have not said one word to me not yeah. not a single like hello hi not a text nothing and that's that's the unexpected lesson that I would learned. you say that some of that is sort of like the extra judginess that can sometimes come with religion and some of it yes but not all of them, not, not all, all of them, not all of them were religious okay just curious. there's other because I know you were involved in yeah. And sometimes you can get the most judginess from the quote unquote, you know, best people. Yeah. But yeah, there's there but there's people uh I, I will drop two names. There's people like Jared and Ricky that stuck yeah. with me through thick and thin. Yeah. Literally through thick and thin. I could call those two guys at any point in time and in the life in which I have known them, which Ricky is about twenty five years and, and Jared's about twenty one years. I could call them at any point in time at the drop of a hat. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they and know the same for you. Yep. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and really in life, that's, if you get two people that are that way, consider yourself lucky. Yeah. And I have a third and he, he's in Tennessee and that's Chris. I'd much rather have a small group of close friends that I can like count on than a large group of just randomness. Yep. I, and I'm, I've never been, I'm not a huge like sharer. I'm not a huge social, like friendly I'm not like cold, but I'm just not no. that like bubbly personality. And so I've never had like a million friends, but I've always had good friends. I've had, I've known Chris since he was born. I've known Tay since I was 15. I've known uh, Ricky since I was 20. Well, no, I guess I met him when I was 19. And I've known Jared since I was about 23. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's four people that I can count on for just about anything. I could call them and talk to them about yeah. anything. And, and that is, that is, that's a rare thing in life. Yeah, for sure. So what's so for you, what's an unexpected, uh, how did you word it? Uh, unexpected like lesson. Yeah. I think that, um, for me and I've talked about like my break, I, I talk about it as like my breakup, but it's not just that it's just everything that happened, losing my job, the breakup, you know, um, being displaced from my home, like all of that stuff. I think what I try to hold on to and what I try to remember and what I learned from there is like, no matter what, there is always something to be grateful for. And there is something to be said for starting again. There is, I think it's as scary as it is for things to fall apart and for change to happen. If you're lucky enough to get the opportunity to start again, consider that a lesson in opportunity and a lesson in how when you think you are at your absolute lowest, 
there is always something that can grow from that. There is always something that can grow from the tiniest seed. Like there is, there is that. And I think for me, feeling like completely like I had nothing, no home, no job, no relationship, nothing, my mind framed it in, okay, so then what do I actually want? Like I was lucky enough to be able to be like, okay, well, what do I actually want to do with my life in this moment, in this time? I want to get myself in better shape physically and mentally. I want to go back to school. I want to do these things that had my life stayed how it was, I would have never done. I had thought about but would never do them. And I think sometimes the universe, if you listen, will kick you in the butt in a way that forces you to do the things that you want to do that you're too scared to do. And I think Every, there, I think there's an unexpected lesson in everything, no matter how horrible it is. You have to frame your mind to see it. Yeah. And like for me, I, I go back to that and think no matter what happens to me, I know that something good can come of it. Now, that doesn't mean that it negates anything bad, you know, yeah. but anything that happens bad in my life, I can take something good from it. I can take a lesson from it. I can take something from it. And that that is what I learned. I've heard people say that before, but it's like, you know, you have to experience things on your own. I've heard people say there's always something to be grateful for. There's always a lesson to learn. But until you hit that moment of feeling like you were completely at the bottom and you realize, okay, there is a lesson here, then you know there always is one. And I think that's the biggest lesson is that there is always a lesson. Yeah. If your mind is open and your heart is open and your able to think 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 about things in different perspectives and frame your thoughts in a positive way you can always learn a lesson and I think whether and and like one of the things my dad's always said to me when things have been bad or when things have been great is always don't get too high and don't get too low keep yourself in the middle because when you get yep. too high you don't you don't see the forest for the trees and when you get too low you don't see the forest for the trees you don't see the whole big picture you can ride that high of something good and that can turn into a negative thing because you block out everything else and aren't seeing the reality so to sort of always be grateful for something and to just keep yourself even you can be excited about things you can be upset about things I've, I've struggled recently and I've been excited about things but you always kind of got to keep yourself even because you don't know what life is going to throw at you and and you don't know what's going to happen so I think for me, overall, the most unexpected lesson is there is just always a lesson. There's always something you can learn. Anything that ever happens to you, there is always something to take from it, whether it's a horrible thing or a great thing. And I think that's the most important thing. Uh, I agree with that. I, I like uh, your dad's. I like your dad's phrase of "don't get, don't get too high, don't get too low." Yeah. Um. <laughs> It reminds me of Thrice lyrics. Oh, okay. They wrote about Icarus. Uh, yeah. I hear the voice of reasoning screaming out to me, you've flown, too you've flown far too high, boy. Now you're too close to the sun. Soon your makeshift winds, wings will come undone. But how will I know limits from lies if I never try? Yeah. That's from The Melting Point of Wax, which is a song on Artist and the Amulets. But that's the whole thing of like, don't get too high. 
Because yep. you get too high, you think you're invincible. You think anything, yep. and you can you can fall just as quick as you rise. Yeah. So you've got to keep yourself. You've got to keep yourself even, and you've got to keep yourself open. Yeah. Open to what the universe is giving you, whether it's good or bad, and how you can shift it. Because those things not happening to me wouldn't put me where I am now. Now is where I am now where I want to be, and where I think I can is my highest like achievement of things. No. I feel like I'm in a, I feel like right now I am in a um, middle, like in a um, kind of a stepping stone or in like a, yeah, um, uh, not, not purgatory, but like in like kind of a middle thing where I'm figuring out like my next move, but it's better than, it's a increase from where I was. Like there's all, it's always progression. I feel like I'm always progressing and not letting myself regress. Maybe I'm giving myself a moment to feel something or do something, but I'm not living in that moment. I'm always, you know, progressing and where I, you know, all of that stuff happening got me to go back to school and get my master's degree. It got me to get myself where I wanted to be physically and mentally. And it, it got me back out there. It got me back dating again from a fresh lens of, I know what I want and I'm not settling for anything less. Yeah. And it got me to you and to this life and all of that. And it's all a constant work in progress and keeping yourself not too high and not too low keeps you moving forward. I think, I think also um, with the two of us, when we met, I think we both understood about the other person pretty quickly that, yes, that even though we had been through like some pretty tough things and hit sort of for lack of a better term a rock bottom neither one of us held a grudge yeah for sure didn't have like an anger and a grudge against anybody or anyone over the situations we both were looking at it from that standpoint of what can I learn what did I learn out of this exactly that's that's what I spent two years doing before I met you was what did I learn out of this what what ha- what do I have left? I have what's in this small one bedroom apartment. That's what I own as far as possessions. But what do I have left? Yeah. And a friend of mine, uh, his name's Mike. Um, uh, and I haven't talked to him in a while, but I I talked to him a lot when I was going through my divorce. Um, he told me he said, "Look, man," he said, "This is what you have to do. Is when things fall apart, the only thing you can do." is pick up all the pieces you can hold in your arms and start walking. Yeah. If you can't hold it in your arms, don't worry about it. Pick up the the important pieces that you can hold on to and keep walking. I think you have to you have to figure out what the lesson is. You have to figure out what your role in it was. Even if something was done to you, what was your role in it? How can you yeah. do something differently moving forward? I think so many people look to blame other people not to take accountability for their actions, not to want to have any consequences, not to anything like that. And I think everybody plays a role in everything that happens to you. Now, some horrible things happen to you, and they are certainly not your fault. But my thing is like looking at what was my role in this? What can I learn from it? And how can I, you know, move forward? So I think for yep. me, you know, to make a short story long, the only, the <laughs> biggest life lesson is that there is always a lesson, no matter what, no matter how down you feel, no matter how anything, there is always a lesson. If you can keep yourself even, if you can let yourself be in that moment and feel what you need to feel, but not live there, you can keep yourself even and you can keep yourself open to the lessons. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. I agree with that.
Nice. Nice, nice. All right. Well, next, ladies and gentlemen, what you've all been waiting for. <laughs> album anniversaries. Album anniversaries. Oh, man. We got some good ones this week, folks. Ooh, buddy. We got a lot, but yeah. we got some good ones. This is. Pro- I'm curious as to what date range something like this would fall into. I'm glad you asked. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Uh, the date range falls from June 13th all the way to June 19th. Excellent. What a great range. I know. What a great range. Right. Uh, this is the uh, largest uh, group of album anniversaries that we've ever done. Buckle up, folks. So we'll buck- be here for a while. Up. But like last week, a lot of first albums. All right. So I, I, I'm pretty excited about it. Cool. Uh, starting right off the bat, 1983, 40 years old, Stevie Ray Vaughan, first album, Texas Flood. Nice. Um, nice. It nice, came out nice. in 83. I finally listened to it in about 1992. Okay. 91, 92. My Uncle Bill uh, hooked me up with Stevie Ray Vaughan, and I have never looked back, man. Like, it's uh, it's been a fun ride of listening to him for he gave you like a couple three, two, three quarters of my Stevie life. Ray Vaughan t-shirts from concerts back in the day and like you gave yeah. them to me because they're like they've oddly proportioned themselves over the years of wear so <laughs> and my my brother I was wearing when my brother's like I feel like Steven gave you that t-shirt I was like he did I mean I like Stevie Ray Vaughan but yes I yeah don't know that I would have bought myself one and yeah one of them's a, a tour t-shirt yeah from uh, like 90 no it's from 89, 89. the the album we had the anniversary for last week in step it's from that tour because oh, okay. my uncle saw him on that tour okay. and he saw him another time which is where he got the other shirt but cool. but uh yeah what's next uh next up is uh, a band that uh it, it conveniently lands this week I've been listening to them to a a ton I don't know why but I started listening to three days of grace again because oh, yeah. I just really dug their first two albums it's like being in a time machine around here it's crazy uh but their second album one x uh which is uh got the song the animal i become it's got pain on it riot yeah, I, like i loved start a riot. i loved them oh my gosh they're so good man like uh anyways but yeah from 2006 uh one x such a such a great great band great album um, falling back into the nineties, 1999, the second album messengers by Edwin McCain. Oh, wow. That's not where I thought we were going in the night. Whenever I hear nineties, <laughs> I just assume nineties like alt rock Yeah, and I'm jazzed, Yeah, but this isn't that, but I, I do like Edwin McCain. Yeah. And that I, I, I like his first album, uh, misguided angels or something like that. But messengers is my favorite album of his. He's got a song on there called sign on the door. And, uh, you want, you want to talk about it. It goes into what we were, uh, talking about with relationships and stuff okay. like that. Sign on the door, man. Listen to that. Such a great song. Um, <clears throat> uh, moving forward, uh, 2004, a uh, little band that I talk about occasionally on here under oath, they released their only chasing safety. Okay. Um, the front cover is a, a person with one of those oxygen masks on their face. Okay. Um, and this was their first album with Spencer Chamber- Chamberlain being their lead screamer. So their sound changed and the style of music that they were doing, it went from being like death core, like goth metal into being like, I don't know, like hardcore, post-hardcore, new metal mm-hmm. almost. Um, I don't know what any of that means, but that sounds great. Well... Uh, I mean, their stuff was super dark. Mm. Their first, like, two albums. Lyrically? Yeah, their first, uh, music-wise, heavy, like, very dark metal. 
Um, and this one, this this album, they're only chasing safety was absolutely amazing. I remember, I remember when it first came out and being excited to have like rock but full on screaming metal yeah. mixed together. It was a it was a good blend. Um, <clears throat> uh, a band we've talked about on here many times from 2010, uh, Anti Fogmatic. Punch Brothers. Oh, I was like, I don't know that band. <laughs> the name, name of the name of the album is Anti Fogmatic. Okay. Um, that is uh, that has the song Rye Whiskey on it, um, which is arguably uh, probably one of their most uh, liked songs and one of their biggest hits. Nice. Uh, but man, it's such a such an amazing album. I like it. Um, Project Eighty Six, who I've mentioned here many times, uh, from nineteen ninety eight. Their first album came out. Um, and it has a very different sound from the rest of their albums because it's got more of a rage meets, um, I don't know, it's it's more rap rock, uh, almost like poetry rap over music sometimes. Mm. Uh, very cool stuff. Um, a band that, that uh, Jess and I will hopefully one of these days see uh, released the Nashville Sound, Jason Isbell mm-hmm. and the 400 Unit. Yeah, we'll see him. Yeah, like... Ah, man, he's just—he's a great, year, we'll great singer-songwriter. Man, I really like him. We were listening to him earlier. Um, let's see, uh, a band that I like, and uh, my buddy Ricky and I—we we came into this band at about the same time. They released uh, two albums during this week: their very first album, "Living Sacrifice," and uh, their fourth album, "Reborn." Mm. Which uh, "Reborn" was one of those albums that, when it came out, like yes, they were Christian metal. But they got respect across the board uh, for their sound, and their sound influenced a whole bunch of bands across the spectrum as far as all the way from, you know, including like full-on atheist bands all the way to Christian because of their style and what they did in their sound and, and cool. that and that that genre of metal. It was very cool. Um, Eminem mm. released Recovery. Um, which is the song that had the uh, Cinderella Man on it, um, the song he did with Pink. Mm. Uh, wow, that song just escaped my brain. I had it. Give me just a second. Uh, let's yeah, I don't see. think I know what it Recovery. is. Recovery. Uh, that had the song with Pink, Won't Back Down. Oh, okay. And I won't back down. <laughs> oh, man, it was great. Um uh, he had a song on there called WTP, White Trash Party, which cracks me up. I love the lyrics in that song. It's great. Uh, but the song that comes to my head immediately on, off of there is Cinderella Man. Cinderella Man. I don't know if that was on the radio or not, but I really liked it. Um, 311, From Chaos. First mm-hmm. album I ever got into by them. What what would what you wouldn't believe, Amber, Champagne, like... Oh man, sick tight, like so many good songs on there. Uh uh Wake let's see, Wake Your Mind Up. Ah, what a great album. It's full on rap rock. Love it, man. It's my favorite 311 album of all time. Nice. Um uh, a band I like that uh Jess is uh always like, oh, that band again. Uh Me Without You released wow. A B Life. Um I just don't they don't do anything for me. And I don't like their sound. I Man, I love their sound. That first album is is a full on mood, man. It's man, it's so good. But that's called AB Life. And then my final album anniversary this week uh, is from an artist that we're gonna see uh, here coming up in August, Glenn Hansard, Rhythm and Repose. 
Of all of your album anniversaries, I think that's the only album I've ever listened to. Really? Yeah. You haven't listened. You haven't listened to Stevie Ray Vaughan, Three Days Grace. Oh, Three Days Edwin Grace. Edwin McCain, the Punch Three Days, Brothers, the Three Days Grace one. Yeah. Jason Isbell and the Four Hundred Unit. I don't know which album was it. I've only listened to Nashville Sound. That's literally what I said. Oh, okay. So there's three on there. It's good to know. It's good to know when you're doing a podcast and your and your and your partner that's on the podcast with you is listening to what you say. I am listening. I am listening. I didn't hear you say Nashville Sound though. Yeah. Because in my head, I was thinking I want to see Jason Isbell in the Ryman at Nashville, and I feel like if I had heard you say the word Nashville. I felt like I was the only one in my brain who said Nashville. I didn't hear you say it. I did say it. Because we've never gone to Nashville together. and No, we have not. I think I've gone to Nashville tons of times, but I think I'm not really... This year, we're not doing like our girls' trip over Labor Day, and so I think things are changing a little bit. And I'd like me and you to go to Nashville. We wouldn't be able to see your mom. Like It would have to just be like Nashville and home, but... It would be cool because we've never done that together to like see someone at the Ryman, like do like a long weekend. And yeah, so I think that'd be fun. Yeah. And there's two bands that we like a lot that tend, tend to play the Ryman at least once a year. And that's Jason Isbell and the 400 unit and the Brothers Osborne. Wouldn't it be cool if we hit a weekend where they were both like playing? Like, I I want to see both those bands, but like I'm really high on the Brothers Osborne right you now. Are, yes. They're playing they're doing a free show, folks. Oh my god. Let let me paint a picture for you. Free show to see a band that that we both like that's a little bit blues, a little bit country, <clears throat> and a whole lot of jam. Oh Lord. And they're gonna be in Indiana about three hours from us. And it's free. And it's on my birthday at a county fair it's no it's not like there's a fair going on they're playing at the fairgrounds like the fairgrounds is a venue that's where they're playing and it's a free show all he's trying to do is make me go to concerts on my birthday that he wants to see and i jay don't play like that sorry wow (laughs) wow (laughs) i don't i don't even (laughs) I mean, <laughs> wah. Anyway. what just happened? <laughs> did it? Did anybody else just wonder what in the world just came into your ears and and to your cerebellum? Oh, okay. I'm, I'm wondering what that what what that was. I don't even know what that was. Oh my gosh! Whew. We're coming close to the end of our episode Whew. here. Yeah, it was something. Uh, you had a little bit. Uh, you had a little bit of influence because I've been reading some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles lately in the comic books, and you went to your mom's and you saw oh, something. You were ha- influenced by me. I was not influenced by you at all. So this will be our last little thing we talk about. So we were at my parents' for my brother's birthday on Friday, and I my mom's got um, refillable soap pumps in the bathroom, and they're clear so you can see the soap. And normally it's like like a white or something yeah. but i go in there and i go to use the bathroom and it is like lime green soap in there and i come running out of the bathroom and i'm like am i gonna turn into a mutant turtle if i wash my hands in there like what is happening there's secret <laughs> of the ooze is in the bathroom right now and she's like jessica it's hand soap and i'm like mom it looks like the ooze i feel like it's an open canister in a sewer and there's little turtles crawling into it i'm like i my, I mean, my dream Halloween costume was when I was a turtle, but I don't actually want to be a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Oh, my gosh. We need to... Or, I guess, a middle-aged mutant 
Ninja Turtle. That needs to be part of our photos this week on oh, our post. Oh my, yeah. Your turtle outfits. Yeah, I, was, I handcrafted our turtle costumes and they were pretty awesome. I made the, the shells myself. Because those are cool. But yeah, so um, I was just like, oh my God, Secret of the Ooze. And Steven thinks, because he's reading the original like graphic novels of TMNT, that that's what made me think of it. But no, it's because I had seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a million times. I love the turtles. <laughs> and my mom has a Secret of the Ooze in her bathroom. I'm waiting for my powers. Yeah, I was Donatello. So I was like the the calm one, the very like, you know, stoic, had my bow staff and was wielding it. Yeah, and that's I'm just like waiting to like for the powers to kick in. So fingers crossed. So I'm reading the IDW like graphic novel hardbacks of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that was done by Kevin Eastman and Tom Waltz, and it is absolutely fantastic. First of all, if you like the first. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Um, and, if you didn't and, stop listening, yeah, right no now. kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I I will go on record as saying that I still feel like maybe it's nostalgia, maybe it's just me. I don't know, but I feel like that movie is, if not the best superhero movie of all time, it is very high up as far as, in my opinion, of being top three. I think part of why we like Chicago PD so much is because Casey Jones is yes. one of the detectives. And one, every time he comes on, we're like, Casey Jones. 100%. Um, but I am reading this collection, um, and I love it. It starts off with, and I'm not going to go into too much detail, yeah. but it, it starts off with Splinter, Donatello, Leonardo, and Michelangelo. And Raphael is missing. And they're all young. They've only been turned from the ooze for like 15 months. Maybe. Maybe that long. And they all wear red. uh, The eye masks. So Leo, Mikey, and Don are all wearing red masks. And I can't figure out why. And, And eventually at some point, Splinter says to them that... um. When they finally find Raphael and they bring, he gets they get him back home. Uh, Splinter comes in with new masks, and he's like, "While your brother was missing, in solidarity, you all wore red, which is his favorite color. Now that he's come home, you all get to. I want your individual personalities to be your want you to be your own person, and so he then gives them all separate colors." Nice. Yellow, purple, and blue. Nobody is yellow. It's orange. Uh, oh, yeah. Mikey's orange. Yeah, sorry. Um, but, and, Ra- and Raphael stays red because yeah. it's his favorite color. But I thought that was so cool that Splinter was like, while your brother is gone, you will, we're, yeah. we're all representing his color because even Splinter wore red during that time. And I thought that was so cool. I was like, yeah. man, it's so great. Um, but yeah, the, the graphics, man, it's, it's drawn so well. The story is, is so great. Like I am, I am almost I'm through. glad the, you're enjoying it. I am three quarters of the way through the first book. Um, and there are 15 graphic novels. And then after that is the last Ronin, which is the reason why I started reading Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics. I watched the cartoon as a kid. I've watched all the movies and that sort of stuff. Um, but I wanted, I read about the last Ronin and I was like, I've got to, I got to get invested and in, in the comics and read everything. So yeah. I've been buying these hardbacks. Um, uh, but man, cool. love it. 
It's so good. Highly recommend TMNT, well, the IDW uh, version that's uh, written by Kevin Eastman and Tom Waltz. Kevin Kevin Eastman is an excellent, excellent uh, storyteller, and, and Tom Waltz, uh, the two of them together, man, they're just great. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, they do some great storytelling. Love it. All right. Nice. Thanks for sharing. Yep. Cool, cool. Well, as always, everybody, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, WordPress, our website, all that jazz. Please leave us a comment on our post. Let us know what is an unexpected life lesson for you. We would love to hear about it. Reach out, you know, um, like, listen, subscribe, leave a review, all that jazz. We look forward to interacting with you this week, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that's all we can say this week. Bye, y'all. Copyright infringements. Da, 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 da. We are testing. Oh, well, I didn't know you didn't say anything. There was no comment. Oh, I'm sorry. Instead of doing a silent five, four, three, two, one, we go da 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> didn't realize things had changed. <laughs>